Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to episode three of Point in Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing. I'm Cody, coming to you from Washington, D.C. Last week, we talked about what's happening in hairdressing at this moment, what we can do to grow ourselves and push the industry forward. And the next few weeks, I want to really dive into this art and design theory for hairdressers, what that means and what that looks like. This week is all about a method, which I think is the most important part of the actual execution of the work. So this idea of getting the creative concepts out of your head and into reality, making them come to life properly. As always, after you listen, head over to the Point and Line to Head Facebook page for our group conversations. I want to start this episode talking about my personal inspiration for putting this whole thing together. Last time I mentioned a book called Towards a New Architecture by Le Corbusier, who was an architect right at the beginning of modern architecture and that whole revolution. And in that book, he critiques sort of the past and talks about what the future of building and architecture look like. And also talks a lot about what architects do and what they're supposed to be doing at that point. A second book, which actually was the first one I read, which really triggered this entire thought process that I had that led me to this and classes that I'm doing out of my studio and all sorts of other things. Um, That book was called Point and Line to Plane by Vasily Kandinsky. So you can obviously see where I got my name from. Um, But that whole book is about the science of art how people perceive art, what various elements do in a work of art to influence the viewer, all sorts of things. Kandinsky was a painter, and he's really famous for the work he did at the Bauhaus School in Germany. He and several other artists put together these courses at that school about color theory, about compositional theory, about art as a living expression of the artist. I want to come back to that book probably in future episodes, and a lot of what he says there, again, just like Le Corbusier, Towards a New Architecture, really pertains to us as hairdressers. And in future episodes, we will dive into that science of art and what that looks like from our perspective as hairdressers. But it all comes back to this idea of arranging the material hair, making your concept or your story come through in the finished result. And, of course, I have a quote for you guys. This one is from Dr. Anthony Storr, who was a British author and psychoanalyst. So it's interesting to look back and sort of see who's commented on art over the years. And that quote is... Part of what we admire about a work of art is the order which the artist has imposed upon what would otherwise have appeared disconnected or chaotic. So in any creative expression, an artist is arranging something. If it's a painter, he's arranging forms and light. If he's a sculptor, he's physically arranging maybe clay or metal. 
So this idea of arrangement, for us, we arrange hair. And our arrangement is the beautiful and precise play of color and form created for one person. Every work of art tells its own story based on the person who creates it. Without the arrangement of the material, in our case, hair, the only story it's telling is, I haven't been to a hairdresser in nine months. The arrangement tells the story of your intentions. And if the arrangement isn't executed properly, your intentions don't come through in the end. If we were to put three artists in a room and we ask them to convey an emotion, so convey happiness through your medium, and say we put, let's see here, Pablo Picasso, Marquez, and Alexander Calder. Right off the bat, each piece of work that's created is going to have a different feel because of its medium. But because they're all different people, they'll all express that emotion differently as related to them, as related to their life experiences, as related to what's happened to them recently. The order you personally apply to the material tells a story of what you're trying to communicate and tells that story from your point of view based on your points of reference, your life experiences, your personal inspirations. And as a creative industry, I think it's healthy to celebrate that. It's healthy to realize that everyone comes from a different background, has different inspiration, points of reference, all of that. So no one's work is going to look exactly the same, and it shouldn't. So while I think it's important for us all to be doing something unique and something that really is an extension of who we are as artists, I find where a lot of us get lost is getting the idea out of our head and into real life. Part of what I do as an educator is I am fortunate enough to travel and share with hairdressers across the country. And what I find frustrates us the most is when we have a vision or we have an end product in mind and that end result never fully materializes (laughs) in the end. I apologize, it's early and I'm like still having my coffee and everything. This is like, I record this in between work and like I have a couple hours every day. So still waking up apparently. So getting the ideas out of your head and making them happen. In the simplest terms, what we do as hairdressers is we work with a material that behaves very organically and can vary wildly from client to client. We work in three dimensions. And like I've said before, it's a lot like architecture in that our work is practical for the person wearing it or at least should be practical for the person wearing it. But going back to towards a new architecture that I mentioned a couple minutes ago, like Corbusier talks about these three properties to architecture, three reminders, he calls them. And those are mass, surface, and plan. And in that book, he says at one point, the the plan proceeds from within to without. 
the exterior is the result of an interior. And this is a, a powerful statement for us as hairdressers. And it's 100% how our work exists and happens also. If you're building a house, you decide on the shape of the house. It's round, it's rectangular. What am I going to build this house out of? Brick, stucco, what color is it? Is it pink? Then the architect or the contractor draws up blueprints so it can be built. For us we talk about the shape needs to expand at the temples or collapse at the back of the neck, then she's going to be blonde or red or lime green, but I need to maybe have this crimped texture in this area. It's exactly the same decision-making process, but we use different adjectives. We have a mass, we have a surface, and we have a plan. Let's categorize and talk about what these words mean. So mass the overall shape and size of the work. It's the silhouette, whatever you want to call that. The overall shape, how much space it physically takes up, mass. Then we have a surface. What does that mass look like? What does the exterior look like? Then after we've figured out mass and surface, the final part is creating a plan, a blueprint. How do I make the mass and surface happen? Again, it's pretty simple when you dissect it on paper. We have two physical properties of the work. A mass, an overall shape. We consider the texture of the client's hair, the behaviors of that hair, the scale in relation to the client's face shape and body type. And we talk about geometry. Is the shape round? Is it square? Is it going to be A-line? Is it going to fall back off of the face? Then the surface, the finish, is it smooth, is it shiny, is it matte, is it fuzzy? The texture, does she have curly hair? What does that look like if I do X, Y, and Z? The color, is she red, is she aquamarine, is she whatever color? Those are the physical properties of the work. There's two categories. It's either the exterior or it's the interior. It's either the mass or it's the surface. And in a truly beautiful work of three-dimensional art, the two exist together and harmonize. They have a symbiotic relationship, so to speak. But when one cannibalizes the other, say I have this immense amount of hair and I color it all bright red. Now, the overall story that that tells is she has red hair. And people will look at it for a minute and go, oh, that's a cool color. But the first part of the work gets lost. The mask gets lost. So it's like reading a book with four pages and half the covers torn off versus reading a 300-page book with a beautiful hardcover. It's all about what you're trying to tell. So there's nothing wrong with writing a four-page book if that fulfills you as an artist. But again, I'm sure that we're all capable of coloring someone's whole head bright red. But this idea of cannibalizing, if the two are in conflict or one takes over, is the work really interesting, right? Then we talk about what a lot of people refer to as suitability. So considering the context in which your work exists. We talk about the face and the body shape, and we talk about skin tone 
I'm not going to give you a, this is what you're supposed to do every single time, but you have to think, what am I trying to convey? Do I like her cheekbones? Do I like the length of her neck? Do I like that her complexion is this tone? Things like that. I think it's not productive for us to go, we have to fit everyone into this box and make everyone's face look one shape, but we have to make sure that our work is telling the story that we want it to tell. So harmony within itself, harmony between the mask and the surface, and harmony with the person actually wearing it. The last part of this is the plan. And day to day, it's difficult for us hairdressers to plan. We're running behind, our next client's 15 minutes early. It's the usual disruptions in our day. But even if we take 60 seconds to step back and analyze how do I get from point A to point B, we end up a lot happier with the work we're creating. I need to create X, Y, and Z. To get there, I have to graduate this area, pre-lighten this part, make sure that there's enough here for this to breathe, and the finish is going to look like this. And I think it's tragic when our expectations and the concept that we had supersede what ended up happening, what the end result was. The extreme side of the spectrum that I'm on, I'm a control nut, I'm a little bit obsessive, and by a little I mean a lot. So I create actual head sheets and technical diagrams for each client. That's a process that works for me and the way that I work. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. But think about how you can organize your thoughts. I have friends that doodle or use apps or do all sorts of things. But you have to find a process that complements the way that you work. Because the plan is paramount to the success of the end result. How do the mass and surface come to life? It's a map of your intentions or your story. All hairdressing is just the arrangement of a fabric in a way that tells the story of your own intentions. And I guarantee that on a daily basis, we're already working in this whole way. This idea of identifying the mass and surface and creating a plan. It happens in the client conversation. We need the front to do this. We need the back to hug the nape of your neck. It's going to swing in this direction. I want to make you blonde with contrasting accents of X, Y, and Z to enhance this part, these features. So without realizing it, we're discussing the mass and surface. We're doing this subconsciously, but by becoming cognizant and filing these properties into these two categories of mass and surface, we can approach our work properly and plan properly. It's like going somewhere and using your GPS, but the GPS just randomly tells you directions that don't pertain to where you are at that moment. So turn left in 12 miles, but before that you're going to need to make a right and get onto the highway here. So it's not helpful if we're not cognizant of the order that things need to happen or when things are applicable. You have to think about what you're doing before you do it. And no matter how you work, it's something that 
everyone can benefit from. When something doesn't pan out in the end, when our work doesn't fully come to life, 99% of the time, it's not because the ideas are bad. It's just an adjustment needed to happen with the approach. I've said this in all of the episodes so far, and I think that I need to keep saying it and reminding us, we're all capable, and I believe in sharing with everyone, because it elevates all of us, and we can all benefit from information and education. It makes us look better if we're all performing at a top level, and if we're all excited about the work we're producing. And I have one final quote from Le Corbusier from Towards a New Architecture again. That quote is, everything is possible by calculation and invention. Invention meaning creating ideas, calculation meaning figuring out how to bring them to life. So everything is possible. We're all capable of amazing things. It's just calculation and invention. Thank you again for joining me. Again, head over to the Point in Line to Head Facebook page for this week's conversation or to let me know what you thought. Make sure you keep an eye out every Monday for new episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing.